Hello, and welcome to the Two Ball Brothers and a Microphone podcast. How's it going, Tommy? It's going well. Excellent. I had my cappuccino this oh, morning. Oh, boy. I'm going to take a step a back. Uh-oh. I'm taking a step back. Watch out. Watch out. Tommy's in fuego. He's on fire, ladies and gentlemen. So, um... Uh, what I wanted to do today was I... Uh, you must have been on a retreat. I'm on a, I, I see the beard going, going, the long hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> the long hair. Get a haircut, you hippie. Um, the, uh, yeah, I had some time off uh, during the retreat. I think I got through five different books. Wow. The one was, um, one of them I wanted to go through with you because it's on a subject that is near and dear to, to both of our hearts. Um, and it's a book called The Servant. And so I just wanted to... Uh, give you a little Cliff Notes version of the book. And I love Cliff you, Notes. You, don't, you won't even That's... have to read this book. <laughs> Look at what I'm doing for you, man. This is awesome. Um, but so I just wanted to, to talk through the me book. Of college. This, <laughs> this is how you. <laughs> yeah. This is this can't be how you prepared for chemical engineering tests. No, though, no, no. Just my my lit test. Just your lit test. Okay. Um, so the name of the book is called The Servant, and the subtitle is A Simple Story About. The true essence of leadership, and um, and I the way I heard about this book was from Amy, and they were um, referring to this book when they were preparing for the new year at St. John Bosco, and um, they brought uh, ended up bringing this up a couple of times, and Amy had recommended it to me, and then. I looked online, looked on Amazon, saw that, um, looked at other reviews, and it looked like the kind of book that I wanted to to read. And it's on servant leadership, by, um, and this is by James C. Hunter. What's neat about it is, is the um, the book about is about someone going on a retreat at a monastery, just like okay. I went on a retreat on a oh, monastery. Wow. Cool. And this guy was a. Um, the essence of it is, is you know, he was. Uh, uh, a, a successful executive, but had had some, you know, I think some of life's normal tor- turmoil, turmoils, if I can mm-hmm. say turmoils, that come up. And he was taking this week off and had signed up for uh, a week retreat on leadership. So, um, and the book starts out with, let me just jump into it. It's sort of um, one of the interesting things and uh depending on who you talk talk to about coincidences versus nothing's a coincidence. The guy kept on saying he ran into the name Simeon, which Simeon's in the Bible, and it's the person who waited for Jesus to come around, then he could say he could die because he was waiting for um, him to show up, and very wise man. And this guy said he kept on running into this, guy, into this name over and over in his life. And he goes on the retreat, and... Um, ends up finding out on the retreat that the person leading up the leadership seminar was Brother Simeon. So it sort of wigged him out a little bit that Mm -hmm. he saw that name again. And the guy who was leading up the um, leadership retreat was a guy he knew from industry that was a very successful industry guy that um, was known, but then sort of he heard sort of like he, that the guy, nobody really knew where he went to. They, some people said he went and joined a cult or something like that. But in actuality, he went and uh, joined the Benedictine uh, monks and, and living that life. So okay. that's how the whole um, sort of thing sort of starts off and um, the, how the book starts off. He, he wrote a, in 2012 a sort of a new intro to the whole thing, which was, um, which I think it runs into a lot of things, which is, 
you know, this book, even though it's got some um, sort of over themes of, of spiritual types of, of, of themes that go throughout it, um, or the overtones are spiritual, he said he, this is something he often talks to just, you know, 80, 90 percent of the time is just normal industry and how these apply to people in industry and how servant leadership is not is something that is just a good practice. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not something um, you know that's that's only practice in in nonprofit organizations or faith based organizations. So let's let's um, let's dig on in. And so um, I'm gonna I, I've sort of uh, earmarked certain pages that I got something out of and and highlighted some things that I wanted to bring up with you. Um, and one of them is, is uh, in, the, in the prologue, servant leadership is simple. There's one simple rule, to, and that's to treat people the way you want to be treated, the golden rule. So it's just sort of one of those things. Everybody, you, that's the underlying basis for a lot of how are you um, treating other people, and is it, would you like to be treated the, that way as well? And it's very simple, and that's something you can, uh, to, uh, you can, something you, you can remember, which mm-hmm. is very important, right? Then he, um, one of the things he points out is, I, let me start by stressing the point that leadership is not synonymous with management. Management is what you do. Leadership is the person you are and the influence and impact you have on the people you come into contact with. Management is not synonymous with leadership. Leadership is synonymous with influence. And then he brings up a couple of things like um, Kim Blanchard, one, the one-minute manager guy, he says, leadership is an influence process. And then uh, John Maxwell says, leadership is influence, uh, nothing more, nothing less. And, um, and we'll probably get into this. What, uh, something that I've heard the message for is the difference between power and authority. And um, I, think I'll, I think I've ear, earmarked that, but I want to talk a little bit about that here in just a minute. Um, what is a servant? And, and uh, being a servant simply means the business of identifying and meeting the le- legitimate needs of the people entrusted to your care. So, okay, if that's being a servant, um, the key thing with this is needs. So you have to sort of question yourself, what is a, a, you know, the need versus want? What is that? A need is a legitimate physical or psychological requirement for the well-being of an individual. So it sort of gets into what do people need. Servants then need to then get about the business of identifying and meeting legitimate needs of those entrusted to their care. And therein lies the secret to leadership. When you identify and meet the legitimate needs of others, you will build influence with them. Mm -hmm. So if I'm meeting your needs, you're building. That's that's the process of building influence. If I'm taking care of some of those yeah. legitimate physical and psychological uh, uh, needs that you have, uh, Jim Collins in Good Good to Great um, found two qualities in all great leaders. The first was something we've talked about a couple times: humility. So that was the first quality of a of a great leader was humility. And he describes that as being other-focused. The second quality was a strong professional will to do the right thing for the people and for their organization. And another word for this would be character. So they had humility and character. Early in the book, Mr. Collins said his team debated calling these humble, strong-willed, yet selfless leaders 
servant leaders, but decided against it, fearing people would get the wrong idea if he used a term like servant. He said the team settled on the term level five leader instead. So he didn't want, he just didn't, he didn't like the connotations of calling them servant <laughs> leaders. So he switched over and said, okay, well, let's just call them level five um, leaders, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, leadership development and character development are one. Leadership has little to do with your style or personality and everything to do with your substance, character. Character is doing the right thing, winning those battles in your heart and mind between what you want to do and what you should do. Um, then he goes into three steps to developing character, leadership skills, the three Fs. The first is foundation. So how do you develop these character within your organization or character within a person? First is foundation, which is setting the standard of what great leadership looks like. So there's a certain part of this that is a, um, a training the principles of what that looks like. Uh, and then is feedback identifying the gaps between where you are now and where you need to be as an effective leader. And then there's friction, which is eliminating the gaps between where you are now and where you need to be. Um, so he's pointing those out as the steps to developing character. And now we're in the prologue. <laughs> Sorry, that was long. Then he talks about some of the um, Simeon and sort of where that gets into the week itself. And the the, the next part is, is um, defining the definitions. We're coming up with the definitions for, um, for the book. And some of this is just getting into, um, you know, wants to define different things as they get together as a group. It's kind of neat reading the book because you, you get to know some of the other people on the retreat with them and everybody. There's a couple mm -hmm. of different characters that are involved. Leadership is the skill of influencing people to work enthusiastically towards goals identifying as being as being for the common good so leadership the skill of influencing people to work enthusiastically towards goals identifying identified as being for the common good yeah i, I kind of look at that as the the why mm -hmm. you know we we put a lot of energy towards understanding why are we doing what we do um so there's some enthusiasm behind that. So at the end of the day, we have passion towards what we do versus it's just a job. We're just coming in and getting the next task done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think at the end of the day, most organizations that uh, have um, longevity are looking for setting that vision of why are they doing what they do? Because there's plenty of things you can do with just mindless, let's just get up and get it done mm -hmm. and move on to the next thing versus is there kind of a goal in mind of why we're doing what we do? Mm -hmm. um, I really liked, I was referring to this a little bit earlier, which was power versus authority. And I'm going to read this. So this is the definitions part of this. Power is the ability to force or, coer or coerce someone, into, someone to do your will even if they would choose not to because of your position or your might. So that's power. Authority is the skill of getting people to willingly do your will because of your personal influence. So my guilty pleasure right now is watching Game of Thrones. And there's two characters in this that are 
um, Cersei, which is uh, the queen of um, uh, basically the, uh, the not-so-nice queen who is, uh, has lots of power mm -hmm. uh, and coerces people into doing things, the, the definition of, of what power is. And uh, then there's Danny, um, who is the um, sort of the opposite, where she's using uh, concepts like freedom and the, 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 the people want to rally behind her. She mm -hmm. has more th authority than she does I see. power. And so you're seeing the two of the t these two characters come. It's awesome. They're both females. <laughs> so seeing two, mm, interesting. two um, people leading up their armies against each other. And boy, you, you, you root for authority every time, right? right you right. want a leader with authority. Like, I think that's one of the things you're like, you seeing in leaders as, as you and I have developed, which is um, we want somebody that we would willingly, you know, that, that has influence over people and, and is congruent both in their professional and personal lives. Right. And it has, that has to be there um, in order for them to have authority. But, um, um, so he goes through and he talks about we'd like to uh, individually think of a person in your life, living or dead, who has authority as we defined it earlier. Anybody comes to mind as far as someone that you run into that has authority? That's fine if you don't have somebody, it's okay. Well, I think it's interesting. I think you're thinking about people that influence you that mm -hmm. have a sense of vision that you kind of can follow behind can mm -hmm. and and feel passionate about um, investing your time and energy to quote follow them and this may this may help out a little bit this could be a teacher a coach a parent a spouse a boss it doesn't matter think of someone who has the who has authority in your life someone for whom you would walk through walls. So someone who you look at and you're like, you know, I would sign me up for that. I want to go do it. And the, again, the whole Game of Thrones, the um, Danny is, a, is someone who people would walk through walls for because of right, her right. authority. Well, I know it's kind of a, a simple answer, but I think it has to do with the influence. And influence comes with people's investment in you over time. Um, and kind of care, and I see that in, in our father, mm -hmm. um, that you know, someone that over time has just put in the time to show the care and influence and being present, mm -hmm. um, that those are the people that really have authority in your life that you, you want to listen to, you want to understand, you want to invest time with, and you know, those are people that are going to make a difference mm -hmm. in your life. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people that you get influenced by, but it's more superficial that you're here, kind of the rah-rah leadership concepts that are shared, and those people will inspire you, but I don't know if they have authority in your life. I think they're just more guideposts of, oh, those are good concepts mm -hmm. to incorporate in what I do. But I think it has to do with the people that um, have a personal interest in, in your well-being and where who you are as a person awesome. um, and that's probably the you know, one of the strongest people in my life that has authority you're saying that because dad listens to the only one that <laughs> the podcast. hey dad love you um you know so he had the folks do this and they started listening mm -hmm. listing these qualities mm -hmm. about the, the folks 
And um, he's sort of setting this up for the week. And, and the, the group's top 10 answers were, the person is honest and trustworthy. Mm -hmm. They're a good role model. They're caring. They're committed. They're good listeners. They held people accountable. They treated people with respect. They gave people encouragement. They had a positive, enthusiastic attitude, and they appreciated people. That sounds like Frank. Yeah, that's a pretty good list of stuff. Um, and then so when the next uh, part, he starts off with a teacher began, simply put, leadership is about getting things done through people. When people, um, when working with and getting things done through people, there will always be two dynamics involved, the task and the relationship. It is easy for leaders to lose their balance by focusing on only one of these dynamics at the expense of the other. For example, if we only focus on getting the task done and not the relationship, what symptoms may arise? And so he's saying you needs to be at, when you're leading up, you're, you need to focus both, both on the relationship and with the task. The, then the key to leadership is accomplishing the task at hand while building relationships. So you're getting things done while you're building a relationship and mm -hmm. doing the two of those mm -hmm. things at the same time mm -hmm. is really what leadership is all about. He brings up, and I like this one, um, the teacher yeah, brings up. I, I think that you know, kind of speaks to when we talk about the intersection of passion, skill, mm -hmm. and need. Um, when we're looking at things that happen at free will, things that need to get done at free will, mm -hmm. we, we kind of fall back on that to say, okay, is this person passionate about it? Um, that's the care. That's looking at the individual to say, who are they and what do they care about mm -hmm. and what's going to drive them naturally. Um, and then the skill is something that you say, okay, do they have the ability to do this? Can I set them up to be successful? Is this some responsibility that allows, you know, that allows them to fulfill it through their skill? Or do we need to wait and hold off and let some maturity develop before we put them in front of that challenge. Mm -hmm. And then the need is doing something that really has purpose behind it, you know, something that are tasks that um, kind of fulfill the, the vision and the impact that we want to make on clients. So mm -hmm. if, if you're looking at all those three things together, I think it really speaks to making sure you've got a relationship and making accomplishments in the work that you do. If we just focused on, does this person have the skill and there's business need? Okay, have them or make them do it. Mm -hmm. um, that would create, I think, a different environment than saying, is there that passion component? Mm -hmm. Are all three elements there uh, to make sure that it's something they want to do and they're going to exercise their free will of, mm -hmm. I choose to be successful in this because I'm passionate mm -hmm. about it. I think some of the stuff like back from the Gore days of where you're signing up for things and staying away from the, the, the manager, I'm doing this because the boss told me, is the difference between power and authority you're trying mm -hmm. to set up. A lot of this book is, is what, what you're trying to do within your organization is set up the right environment for these things. And so you're sort of making sure that you're in an environment, you're creating an environment where what's really, authority is what is in, you know, mm -hmm. authority is, is, is the person saying, I'm committed to doing this, I want to work with others to do this. I care for the relationship with the others that I'm working with. Yeah. And how do you create that type of environment? Yeah, and I think we've also thought about, you know, titles and, you know, some concern of mm -hmm. let's not get caught up in titles. We're, 
where provide titles to be a reflection of what people are doing naturally in their work, uh-huh. and um, but not put a lot of emphasis on that. That way, people that are naturally leaders can emerge and not because they've been here at Three Wolf for so many years and they check these check boxes, but they have the passion and other people recognize that and want to follow them because of their authority, not because of their power. Awesome. So the <clears throat> next part, I like this. So the teacher says, to have, to have a healthy and thriving business there must be healthy relationships with the, and he spells out CEOs of the organization. And I'm not referring to the chief executive officers. I'm talking about the customers, the employees, the owners or stockholders, and the suppliers. For example, if our customers are leaving and going to the competition, we have a relationship problem. We are not identifying and meeting their legitimate needs. And the number one, and, and rule number one in business is that if we do not meet the needs of our customers, someone else will. And what he goes through is each one of these, customers, owners, employees, suppliers, um, is, is about identifying, meeting their legitimate needs and developing that relationship he goes through and says, you know, if you fall apart on this one, and this mm-hmm. is sort of, mm-hmm. I, I, when, when I think about this as suppliers, it's like we look at our clients, if they're treating us like vendors and like we're not, there is no right. relationship it's where yeah. it's just a, you go do this task and I'll pay you what minimal amount I can for this task. And there's no relationship involved. There's a, we see this as, oh, there's a problem here. We're not, this is not the right type of client to work mm-hmm. with. Right. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well says, um, if relationships are so important in organizations and in life, and I, and I happen to agree with you, then what do you believe is the most important ingredient in a successful relationship? What do you think his response is? Starts with a T. Trust. Trust. He says, trust. 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 He says, without, without trust, it is difficult, if not impossible, to maintain a good relationship. How many good relationships do you have with people you do not trust? Trust, and this is this is uh, this is where the whole making and keeping commitments right. come in, comes into play with us. Mm-hmm. Is sort of how do you build trust? How do you start right. to develop trust with especially with person? new customers? They, you don't have a relationship yet, so how do you build that trust? And I think we've talked about giving them the experience that we're provide through the full life cycle of the relationship, you know, mainly in the delivery life cycle, give that experience up front. So when you're in the sales process, the relationship building process, you are making and keeping commitments, you're setting some vision, some steps along the way, and uh, showing them we are making those accomplishments along the way, just like Sprint cycles Mm -hmm. give you a feedback loop of okay we're on track we actually finished these items they are done and we plan to get so many items done and we're on track or maybe we're not and what do we need to do to get back on track and so Mm -hmm. i think that's people want that because at the end of the day they want their problem solved and they are not going to blindly trust you that Mm -hmm. you're going to do that so you have to show that we've got a way of working with you that will you know, make you feel comfortable that there's predictability. 
in solving that problem. It's funny, mentioning the sprint and sort of what that whole process, when I think of like the retrospective, I think of when we were talking earlier about sort of the building, developing character leadership skills and this whole idea of setting a foundation, providing feedback and providing uh, friction, I sort of relate that to, you know, start, stop and continue a little bit, you know, sort of like, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you build into what you're doing an way of improving what you're doing? Um, and usually on a project you're doing, you're, you may be refining how the process or maybe improving communication or doing things like that. But, uh, you know, what is it? I think you have to, when we talk about creating an environment, you have to create in that environment a, fee, a way of feeding things back into it as well and, mm-hmm. and providing a way that the team can do it and also clients can do it. And that's really important. This has officially become a two-part Podcast. I was going to say, it looks like so we're, we're going to we're going to call it quits for now. I've only got to chapter two. Yeah, uh, we're going to call it for this. Like, we're going to call it for this week. Through. Through. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, maybe a three-part podcast. Who knows? Um, but we'll call it quits for now, and then we'll start to cover the rest. I'll give you some time to process this. Okay. Um, and then we'll come back and uh, pick back up with the old paradigm, a good Stephen Covey word. Um, and we'll talk through that as our next step from here. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen. Thanks, Dad, for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Danny, for Thank sharing you, this book. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's a it's a good. And we're 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 obviously there's a lot to develop uh, this, but um, we're just getting started with it. So hopefully, uh, folks will check back in for the next podcast as well. Thank you, Tommy, for doing this. Sure. Everybody have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.